Funny question. What if I wanted to be taller? What if I wanted the weather to be different today? What if I wanted the day to be longer, have more hours in it? What if I wanted the order of the seasons to be different? What if I didn't want the moon to be in the sky tonight because it's too bright? Whoa, <laughs> someone will come and lock us away. Because there are some things that we can't change, would that be fair? Uh, and do we waste a lot of time being angry or stressed or annoyed or frustrated about things that we cannot change? And I'm very privileged because I was brought up in a religious household and I was taught this very sane expression. Accept the things you cannot change, change the things you can, and may you have the knowledge and the wisdom to know the difference. So if you are angry, upset, frustrated, annoyed about something, could it be a really good question to ask, can I change this situation? Do I have any control over this whatsoever? And if I have no control and I can't change it, could it be a really good idea to move it along? Just forget about it. I can't change it. If I really want it to be sunny today, but it's raining, I don't have any control over that. And it's one of those questions I used to ask at school. I think I got in trouble for this one. What if I'm praying for it to be a sunny day because I'm getting married today and somebody else is praying, it for, it, praying for it to be a rainy day because their garden needs water? Uh, what does God do in that situation? And I, I did, I got in trouble for asking those kinds of questions. But I'm using that as an example of, do we have control over the weather? Could the answer be no? Do we have control over the amount of time we have in a day? Because you'll, you'll often hear yourself say this, and I've certainly <laughs> had many people complain to me about this. Oh, Roy, it's been such a long day. Well, actually, it hasn't been a long day. There's only been 24 hours in the day, and there's only 60 minutes in every hour, and there's only 60 seconds in every hour, every minute, and that's just how it is. There's no short or long days. Now, there might be a perception of, but we can't change the length of the day. Can we change what we put into the day? Can we be more effective? Can we appreciate the time that we have? Of course, but can we create more time? No. That's uh, one of the things that we all have in common. Another thing that we can't change, and when it comes to being an exercise professional, this has been a really uh, an excellent sanity strategy for me, uh, because there's a lot of people who want to change the way they look. I want to be, and we get a long list of changes that people want to make to their body. But here's a great question. Can we change how tall we are? Now, one of the things we can do is we can prevent uh, getting poor posture, so we look shorter. We can prevent getting osteoporosis, bone thinning, so our bones don't waste away. We can make sure that we've got strong muscles and bones to hold us in the upright position because it's been suggested that as we get older, gravity pushes us down a little bit. But if I've got strong muscles and bones and I'm always holding myself in with good posture and in the upright position, is it possible that I might be able to control that getting shorter? And by the way, you don't get a foot shorter or a meter shorter. It's just a, a, a tiny bit that you could, as you get older, you could get shorter, but you could control that. What we can't control is, I wish I was taller. Well, nah, can't happen. Uh, I'm an interesting one because uh, I have a, a size 16 in the upper body and a size 10 in the lower body, which makes it very interesting to buy clothes. But I can't whinge, moan and complain about that. That would be really silly. I can't change the width of my shoulders. I can't change the size of my body. Uh, I certainly can't change the width of my hips and I can't change how long they are. What I can change though, and I think you can too, isn't this exciting? We can control how much fat we have on our, on our body. 
Uh, and that's the interesting one when people say, oh, I don't know how to lose weight. I've tried everything. It doesn't work. Well, there's a, there's a physiology there. There's a, a, even physics, the law of the universe that says if I uh, put less into my body than what I burn up, I will actually burn something off my body. Uh, for every action, there is an op opposite or a positive or negative reaction. I think that's how it went from science. Uh, so if I, if I really want to lose weight, if I really want to take fat out of my fat cell, can I do that? Is that something that I can change? And I'm going to use a very harsh question that uh, was given to me by a psychologist uh, and a question that they used to ask their, their patients. And it's been a very powerful question for me with people, or my clients who shared with me, Rowie, I can't lose weight, I've tried everything. And the question was, if you have children and somebody held a gun to your children's head and said, we're going to shoot your children if you don't lose weight, would you be able to lose weight? And I know that's a very harsh and very confrontational question, but uh, the answer, of course, is wouldn't you do everything you possibly could to lose weight? And I'm sure that you would. So that's one of the things that we can change. So when it comes to our physique, the way we look, the way we feel, would it be a really good idea to accept the things we cannot change, change the things we can, and have the or ask for the ability to understand the difference? And perhaps as exercise professionals, that's one of the things that we need to do is to understand what can be changed versus what can't be changed. So there's another interesting one when it comes to your physique is the speed of your metabolism. Because a lot of people will share, I've got a slow metabolism. How do I speed that up? Well, what's really exciting about our actual physiology, there are definitely some things we can change. So if I'm inactive, if I do nothing, if I don't force my body to change, if I don't force my body to change, will it change on its own? And the answer to that could be yes, because if I'm inactive, I don't move, I don't exercise, what will happen to my body? And I, you, you may not have any control over that because if you're inactive, your, your muscles and bones will waste away. It's very likely you'll get osteoporosis, and we're now seeing osteoporosis bone thinning disease. It used to be an old lady's disease, and now we're seeing it in teenagers and some even younger children because they're not active, they're not running around, they're just sitting all the time, so their bones are wasting away. So you might say, well, I'm not gonna do anything and I'm gonna stay the same, but that is actually not, not, not the case. That's not true. If you do nothing, there is a consequence to that. Remember, to every action, there's a positive or negative reaction. If you choose the action of sitting, then your, your bones will waste away. They'll become osteoporotic, they'll get thin, and they'll become weak. Uh, that also happens because your muscles are wasting away, and if your muscles aren't pulling on your bones, you get osteoporosis and muscle wastage is osteopenia. Uh, so there's a change will happen to your body that you do have control over because if you do nothing, your body will waste away, but you don't have to do nothing. You can do not just something, you can actually switch all of that around and get really strong bones, really strong muscles and turn your body into a young, strong, high-performing machine that will take you through life. And I think that's really exciting. Now, one of those things, of course, is muscle. So if I've got strong muscle pulling on my strong bones then I'm going to have an upright position. So there goes my challenge with looking old and frail because I'll have really good posture. 
Uh, strong bones means a strong immune system because our immune system is built inside our bone marrow. So if I don't want to be sick, if I don't want to pick up germs, bugs, viruses and diseases, and even if I do by accident pick up, or it's not by accident, there's germs everywhere, if I pick up germs, bugs and viruses, my body can fight them and I'll get better quicker even if I do get sick. I have control over that because some people say, oh, every year I get the flu or every time I go out in the rain I get a cold. Well... <laughs> Could you, do you have to accept that to be true or could you change it? And should we ask for the knowledge to know the difference? And is it possible that there are some people who doesn't matter how many flus, flu bugs are going around, how many virus bugs are going around, how many germs are going around, they never get sick. They go out in the, in the cold and the freezing rain and the wind and they don't get a cold. Is that possible that that, or is it possible that that happens because they've got a strong body, a strong immune system that can fight all of that stuff? And of course, that comes from strong bones, uh, strong muscles pulling on strong bones. But then the really exciting one about changing your physique is if you have strong muscles. And if you're a bloke and you can increase the amount of muscle you've got. Now, as women, we don't have that capacity. And depending on who you believe in, there is a reason to be a little bit fascinated about who made that decision <laughs> because blokes have testosterone and they can put more muscle on. Women, we have a very limited capacity to do that. But we don't have to let our muscles waste away. And if we don't do anything, they will. So we can stay strong, which means we have strong muscles pulling on strong bones. But the, if we keep our muscle... We also keep our fast metabolism. So if your muscles waste away, your metabolism slows down because your muscles are the engine inside your body. So if you want to have a big engine, and I always talk about I want a jet engine, I want a, a V12 turbocharged engine. A lot of people, have, as they're wasting away, their engine becomes a V8, then a V6, then a four-cylinder, then a two-stroke lawnmower engine, and they wonder why their body's getting fatter. Uh, they wonder why their body's wasting away and they're getting sick because they've lost muscle tissue, they've lost the engine in their body. But if you can maintain your engine, and if you're a bloke, you're lucky buggers, you can put on more muscle size, which means you increase the size of your engine, which means you increase the speed of your metabolism. And there's where life gets exciting if you love food, for example, because it means you can eat more food and stay the same size, or you can eat the same amount of food and you could lose weight. Uh, and that's something we have control over. That's not determined. Now, there are some genetic things that we can't change. We, we might have somewhere between 40 to 50 billion fat cells. And again, I always joke about this because I didn't count them. I don't know who did, but apparently that's the number. So if I'm born with 40 billion fat cells, I can't change that unless I have liposuction. And that's an interesting thing because liposuction does take fat cells out of your body. But fat cells have the ability to expand <laughs> like a balloon. And not only can they expand, but each fat cell has like a baby fat cell attached to it so that if the fat cell gets too fat, it can split and that baby cell can start getting bigger. So we can keep getting fatter and fatter and fatter. We don't have to. That's a choice. I don't have to put fat into my fat cell. Even if I was born with 60 billion fat cells because maybe you, you were born with more, they don't have to be full. They can be empty. That's a choice. And the beautiful thing about having a fast metabolism, which is having a strong, uh, strong engine and a big engine and not letting your engine waste away to a two-stroke lawnmower engine if you've got a V8, and if you're a bloke, you could build it up to a, a V12 or a jet engine, 
It means that we can burn up calories really fast. So we can burn up energy really fast, which means food, fat, carbohydrate, alcohol, sugar, doesn't matter what you put into your body, your body has the ability to burn it up faster because you've got a faster metabolism. Then the other really exciting thing that we have control over that we can change is our respiratory quotient, which is where the calories are coming from when we exercise, when we live. So obviously a calorie is the energy that we use to survive. It's just a measurement energy count. But what kind of calories are we using and where do you want them to come from? Now, the exciting thing is uh, our fat cells, well, I don't think this is exciting, but our fat cells can expand and they can get bigger and bigger and bigger. But we can use the fat in the fat cell for energy. We just have to change our respiratory quotient. We have to change the way our body or where our body decides to burn calories from. Now, we only can store half a kilogram of carbohydrate. So that's sugar, pasta, bread, rice, potatoes, vegetables, lollies, all the things that are predominantly carbohydrate, we only have a storage capacity of half a kilo. Now we can't change that. We can't say, well, I'd like to store more carbohydrates, so let's build a big tank for five kilos of carbohydrate. No, it's about half a kilo. But we can change whether our body saves that carbohydrate for the energy to exercise hard, and the rest of the time, we burn fat. Now, your respiratory quotient is always going to be somewhere, uh, there's going to be a balance between fat, carbohydrate, and a tiny bit of protein. But if you choose to change your fitness level, you'll get fitter. And fit people burn fat faster at rest because when they're exercising, they burn carbohydrate. And this is where I get really excited about this because... Uh, I don't I don't want to burn fat when I'm exercising. I have no interest in burning one ounce of fat because when you exercise at high intensity, your predominant energy source, if not your only energy source, is carbohydrate, that half a kilo that you store in your muscles, in your liver, in your brain. That's for high intense activity, hard and fast, go, go. <laughs> I love that because that's the phosphate system. It's only 10 seconds. It's over and done with really quickly. You get puffed and it's done. But when you start burning up that half a kilo of carbohydrate, your body says, she's gonna, if she keeps doing this to me, we need to change her respiratory quotient. We need to change. When she's exercising, she needs to be burning carbohydrate. Yeah. But when she's resting, we need her to be burning more fat because we want to save that half a kilo of carbohydrate. I think that's really exciting because it means short, hard, fast exercise produces a respiratory quotient that burns fat when I'm resting. And most people rest more time than they exercise, which means you turn your body predominantly most of the time in the 24 hours that you can't change because you only have 24 hours into a fat burning machine. Woohoo! <laughs> so... Why is that so exciting? Because we get to choose. We can't decide how we can't change how tall we are. We can't change the length of our arms. We can't change the width of our hips or our shoulders. But we can decide uh, whether our fat cells are empty or full. We can decide to have a fast metabolism. We can choose to have a respiratory question that, that saves carbohydrate for exercise and turns us into a fat-burning machine. We can control that. We can change it. So if we have a look at those four big areas of life, which I always talk about when it comes to change, if I ask the question, are you healthy and fit? If not, do you want to change that? Do you have a career or business that you love? If not, do you want to change that? Are you financially secure or financially free? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting excited. If not, do you want to change that? And do you have great people in your life? And if not, do you want to change that? 
And is it possible that all of those things we have a choice? If somebody says to me, I can't be healthy, fit and strong, even the people that have a horrible disease still have the ability to get fit and get strong. And there's a very limited number of people that don't have that choice. And I always look at that and say, am I not so privileged that I have a choice? There are some people, a tiny number of people that don't have a choice. But I do, so I'm going to take full advantage of that. I can choose to be fit, I can choose to be strong, and I can choose to be healthy. And if I'm not, I can change it. Isn't that awesome? A career or business that you love, if you don't have one of those, why on earth would you waste so much time? We only get a limited amount of time. You and I have exactly the same amount of time. We have 24 hours in a day, we have seven days in a week, we have 52 weeks in a year, and we don't know how many years we're getting. Why would we waste our time? Is it time to change if you have a lousy, stinking, rotten job? Now, I'm very privileged because I've never been in that situation. But I've got to tell you, if, I've, if, I, if I were ever in that situation, I would change really fast. And the reason I share that is I work with, deal with, experience so many people every day that are absolutely bloody miserable because they have a lousy, stinking, rotten job. And my question is always this. Why don't you change? There's plenty of lousy, stinking, rotten jobs. Get out of that one and go and do what you're passionate about. And God forbid, if, if it doesn't work out, the passion that you're excited about, which of course it will, but let's just say it doesn't, you can always find another lousy, stinking, rotten job, and at least it'll be different from the one you've got at the moment. Of course, that's not how life works. The people that have a career or business that they're passionate about, they, they will do it for free, and often they do. They love it so much that who they are and what they do is exactly the same thing. And they would never change it. Doesn't matter what comes along. Doesn't matter if there's a government mandate or there's a worldwide financial crisis or there's a worldwide medical pandemic or somebody tries to send them broke. The people that are loving what they do and who they are and what they do are the same thing. They just keep doing it. And if, if something stops them, they just work away around it, through it, barge over it, explode through it. Doesn't matter. It's who they are and they want to keep doing it. So if you've got a lousy, stinking, rotten job, can you change and do something you're passionate about? Absolutely, yes. Woohoo! What about your financial situation? Can you change it? And this is really exciting because I think this is actually the easiest one. Getting healthy, fit and strong, if, if you're coming from a low point, it can, it can take a little while. If you are in a lousy, stinking, rotten job, you might have to go and do some education and training, which might take a little while. The change out of a horrible financial situation into a good one is pretty easy. Number one is if you're in a hole, stop, stop digging. There's some really great advice. Uh, stop spending more than you earn is some really great advice. But the change from I'm going to end up retiring broke to I'm going to end up retiring financially free, that process is not very complicated. And I always share that with passion and enthusiasm because, yes, I, I wish I could change that I understand or could or did understand compound interest when I was in primary school and high school because that's when I started earning money but I really didn't understand the concept until I was about 30 so I had to start a bit later but I did start and so can you so financial freedom and security is possible for everybody you just have to make a change to what you're doing at the moment if you're not financially free at the moment is it possible that you need to make a change and then when it comes to your personal relationships uh why would we waste time with people who don't treat us respectfully, with people who uh, we don't respect, with people who uh, don't add value to our lives and or we're not adding value to theirs? Shouldn't it be in your personal close relationships, 
relationships, shouldn't it be that I add value to your life, you add value to mine, and we've got this combination of gorgeousness of the two of us just loving each other. Uh, and whether that's your family, your friends, your, your, your partner. If you don't have relationships like that and you have to look back over your life and say, look, why did I waste time with, with so many people that didn't add value to my life? Uh, I think that would be really sad. Now, some people share with me, I can't change the people in my life because I can't change my parents. No, we can't. I can't change my brothers and sisters. No, we can't. We can't change our family. But we could choose not to go as often and not to stay as long, particularly if we've got people in our family who are treating us disrespectfully or poorly. Uh, we don't have to waste time with anybody that treats us disrespectfully. And could that be a choice? And could that be something that we can change? So here's probably the biggest change of all. What I do in the future. I can't change the past. And this is a really important one because is it possible there's a lot of people that stress about the past? I wish I didn't. I should have. I could have. I would have. And there's three silly, silly words. Could have, should have, would have. You just replace it with I didn't. Could have, should have, would have. No, I didn't. But I can't change that because it's in the past. And this is a really great question. If I can't change it, why would I waste time on it? Accept the things I cannot change, change the things I can, and may I have the wisdom and common sense to know the difference. And what's happened in the past is the past and I can't change it, not one thing. All I can do is learn from it, grow from it, become wiser because of it, and apply that wisdom that I've learned from whatever's happened in the past into my future, which I do have control over. Now, I don't have control over the weather and I don't have control over how many years I'm going to live. Uh, and there's a, probably an argument there because people that have high-risk sports or high-risk jobs are more likely to die early. But you know what? One of my favorite stories, uh, and this is just, again, about something that you can't change, but what a cool story. Uh, there was a Formula One race in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, at the end of the race, there was a very sad story. Uh, one of the marshals at that race, uh, a, a wheel came off one of the Formula One cars and hit him in the head and he died. He died at the Formula One racetrack, marshalling a Formula One race. And it was really interesting because it seemed like a sad story. Uh, at the funeral, the press was there because it was the Formula One, you know, what a big deal. And one of the reporters said to the wife of the man who died, uh, You're, you seem to be celebrating today. And she said, yes, it is. It's a celebration of my husband's life. And most importantly, if he could have picked a way to die if he could have chosen how he wanted to die, he would have picked to be hit by a Formula One wheel at a Formula One track being a marshal. So many people die, not by choice, but by uh, lack of maintenance. They end up in a, in a horrible hospital with tubes in their nose, taking a whole heap of medications because their body's wasted away. And the, the last 10, even 20 years of their life are absolutely miserable because their body's just a mess and they can't do any of the things that they want to do. Here's a great question. Do we have a choice about that? Can we, and this is my, this is my choice, <laughs> barring accident, uh, I want to uh, live every day with power and enthusiasm and passion and excitement for life. I exercise every day, I eat yummy food every day, I invest time with my puppy dogs and my beautiful husband every day, I laugh every day, I learn every day, I want to keep doing that every single day of my life. 
And maybe there's going to be a day when I'm 120, 130, 40, 50, depends how, I don't, we don't know yet what happens to somebody like me who's been exercising all of their life and they're healthy, fit and strong. So there's going to be a day where I run with passion, lift heavy things, play with my puppy dogs, make love to my beautiful husband, eat yummy food, have a fantastic day. I'm going to go to sleep and fall asleep peacefully in my sleep. Uh, I, that is my choice. Now, I plan for that to happen. I can't determine that's going to happen, though, because I could get hit by a truck tomorrow. Uh, there's, we, people die of getting a, a vending machine falling on them. Apparently, five people every year in the United States of America die because a vending machine falls on their head. So I'm just using that as an example. We're all going to die. Me, the ultimate optimist, positive person, we're all going to die. But guess what? We only die once. We live every single day. I'm going to say that again. We only die once. We live every day. So here's my question. How are you going to live and do you get to choose it? If we are healthy, fit and strong, will we have a better day? If we have a career or business that we love, will we have a better day every day? If we're financially free and we don't have to stress about money, could life be better? And if we have beautiful people in our life and choose not to have negative, grumpy, gossiping, horrible people in our life, could our life be better? And if you think that the answer could be yes to any of those, are they things that we can choose? And could the answer be yes?